0: you heard Matt's message last week, this is really what I've been pondering and I hope you've been pondering this week too. So I really, really hope that you've been prayerfully considering this week as Matt challenged us to, is Jesus actually your king or he's your advisor? Because if he's your king, it means what he says you do. If he's your advisor, it means you still listen to him, you still take into consideration what he has to say But you consider what he has to say and then decide what you're going to do with it. When if he's your king, there's no consideration. It's God has said it, I will do it. That's the big difference between an advisor and a king. And there's actually a lot of religions that actually see Jesus as a really good advisor, as a really good person that had some really good teaching that maybe you should consider some of them. And you pick and choose what you want to follow and what you don't want to follow. But if Jesus is actually a king, it means we have no choice. It means what he says we do. Now, I have a feeling that if some of you ponder this long enough, some of you come to this conclusion I want Jesus to be king, but it's too hard. It's too hard to follow him all the time. But at some point, at some time, and maybe even this week, you've come to the conclusion I want Jesus to be king. I agree with what Matt was saying last week. That's what I want. That's what I choose. It's all too hard to follow him all the time. And you may even feel like this guy. And you feel like there's rocks that get put on you. And sometimes there's only one rock. Sometimes it's like Jeremy saying today, we should pray. And you feel that as a burden on you. I've got to pray. I've got to pray. But I can carry that weight. That's okay. But then another weight gets put on you. And another weight gets put on you, another weight gets put on you, and all of a sudden, you can't move and you can't stand up because all you can think of when it comes to following God is all the things that are on top of me, all the things that I've got to do, and it just becomes too much, and so we stay still. And we don't do any of them because it's all too much. But you know what? This isn't just something that we feel today. This is something that even back in Jesus' time happened. This is what Jesus said to the crowd and to his disciples. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. So even back in Jesus' time, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, actually did this. They put burdens on people, and so they were so weighed down with what they had to do that it was just too much for them. And Jesus actually says, don't pay attention to the teachers of the law, to the Pharisees. And in Acts, so this is even after Jesus has died and come back alive. At a meeting after a long discussion, Peter stood up and addressed them as follows. Brothers, you all know that God chose me from among you some time ago to preach to the Gentiles so that you could hear the good news and believe. God knows people's hearts and he confirmed that he accepted Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us. He made no distinction between us and them for he cleansed their heart through faith. So why are you now challenging God by burdening the Gentile believers with a yoke that neither you nor their ancestors were able to bear? We believe that we were all saved the same way, by the undeserved grace of the Lord Jesus. So even when the apostles were around and Jesus had gone back to heaven, there was still this thing of Christians actually putting burdens on other people, And in this time, the Jewish people were saying to the Gentiles, hey, if you want to be a follower of Jesus, you have to abide by the Mosaic law. So you've got, to do, you've got to be circumcised. You've got to follow all the things that God had laid out for us as Jewish people to do. You've got to do it too if you want to be a follower. And Peter's saying, no, that's not actually the case. God hasn't done that. So why are we doing that? When you read the book of Galatians, when Paul writes the book of Galatians, he's actually writing it to a people group that is having the same problem. There's only six chapters in Galatians, and this is why Paul wrote it. The Galatians, soon after Paul preached the gospel to them, were sub- seduced by some false teachers who had been Jews and who were obligating all Christians, even those who had been Gentiles, to observe circumcision and other ceremonies of the Mosaic law. So Paul writes the whole book saying we actually should be living in freedom this burden is not a burden that we are meant to be carrying. And really, when it comes down to, it's legalism. And that's really what sometimes we can even as Christians observe ourselves or try and put onto other people. And it's the strict adherence or the principle of strict adherence to the law or prescription, especially to the letter rather than to the Spirit. And Jesus all the time is talking about this when He's on earth, especially about the Pharisees. And even today, we can fall into the trap of thinking it's all about the law. It's all about what I do or do not do. That's what I've got to hold myself up to rather than what God actually says about it. So this is what Matthew 11 says. This is Jesus speaking. Come to me, all you who are weary, unburdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon upon you and learn from me. So I'm gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God really challenged me with this last thing at the beginning of this year the fact that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And God really said to me, Tan, if you're actually doing things that you are feeling so weighed down by, is it really what I'm calling you to do? Because if my burden is easy, and if my yoke is easy, I always get those two mixed up, and my burden is light, if you're feeling so weighed down that you cannot move, there's something wrong there. When I was in Sunday school, we had different groups. And so when I was nine years old, there was a group of four of us that used to go after the same teacher every single week, and we were the Bible bears. And we took our Bible verse from Galatians 6.2, bear one another's burdens. Now, that's the only part of the verse that we looked at. There is more to the verse than just that part. Um, and the verse actually says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And so we used to think it was fantastic that we were the Bible bears and we all took teddy bears in with us and would hug them and have a great time. But as I said, there's a greater meaning to this verse than has nothing to do with grizzly bears at all. And so I want to read this passage in chapter 6 of Galatians. It says this: Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person onto the right path, and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens, and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, You are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Pay careful attention to your own work and then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you do not need to compare yourself to anybody else for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things among them. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the God of justice. You always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let us not, let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whatever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. So this share one another's burdens, I wanted to get the version that says bear one another's version, but it's the old King James and it's, the rest of the verse is not confusing, but this is an easier one to, to read. So I'm changing the word, which is hard for me. Normally I like the words that I know, but we're doing share one another's burdens. Same deal. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. So when I first heard this verse, as I said, when I was nine years old, I thought it was all about physical burdens. So I thought it was telling me that what I needed to do was to help people. So, oh, Melissa, that Bible looks really heavy. Let me come and carry it for you. And we can carry the Bible together. And in that way, I'm helping her with her burden. So I used to go around looking for ways that I could practically... Bear one another's burdens so I could come to Sunday school and say, I'm doing my verse. But actually, even though that's still a great thing to do, and later on in the verse it talks about actually doing good for one another, in this part here it's actually not talking about physical burdens. Because if we look at what the verse says beforehand, so this is what verse 1 says Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, That's a burden that we're talking about. As someone who is just weighed down by their sin. You who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share one another's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. You see, what the Galatians were thinking is, Oh, I just saw Kelly stuck her tongue out, which she didn't, or she just did. Thanks, Kel. And so me, as someone who knows the law and knows the law, says you should not stick your tongue out at people, I go over and say to Kelly, Kelly, how dare you stick your tongue out at people? You should not do that. That's how the Galatians took the law. They saw someone and they even enjoyed looking out for people who were not doing what the law said, so they could be the righteous ones to come along and say, tat, tat, tat. How dare you, Sarah? Hey, Sarah. (laughs) That's what the Galatians were looking at doing. And they thought they were obeying the law of God because they were trying very hard to do it themselves, to obey the law. But they also took great pleasure in trying to point out everybody else's mistakes. But Paul is actually saying to the Galatians, and he's saying to us today, if someone is overcome by sin, which let's admit it, at times all of us are, we are overwhelmed by the sin that's in our lives. And sometimes we can easily move on from that, but there are times we can't. There's times when we feel like it is just too much, that we keep on doing the same thing that we know we shouldn't do, but it just weighs us down. And at that time, what we do not need is someone to come and say, excuse me, I see what you're doing and it is completely wrong and let me just tell you how wrong it is and you should just change what you're doing. That is not helpful. That is not actually what this verse is saying. It says, you who are godly, so if you are a Christian, if you know the things of God, you should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And when you're helping someone gently and humbly, you're actually coming alongside them and saying, boy, it seems like you're having a really tough time. I'm here. Can I help you? And hopefully that person says, oh, I really could use some help. Great. Let me show you what the right path is. Let me help you. Let me take those steps with you. Let me walk with you. And in that way, we obey the law of Christ. It does have a warning. Be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Because when you come alongside somebody, sometimes what happens is instead of you helping them, they help you but not in a way that's helpful. So sometimes if someone is overcome by sin and they're just doing something that is really not what God wants them to do and you come along, sometimes what happens is, oh, I'm just going to join you in what you're doing. Because sometimes it can be really, really hard if someone is talking and bad-mouthing someone, it can be really hard to actually not do that. Because we want to be liked and we want to belong. And so sometimes we come alongside people and all we do is join them in their sin. And so Paul is a warning and saying, hey, be careful. Make sure that you don't fall into the same temptation yourself. But share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. You see, the law of Christ is actually not about rules. It's not about what you should or shouldn't do. It is actually a law that Jesus said, I came to not abolish the law, but to fulfill the law, to make it actually right, because he has done everything that is needed to fulfill the law. And when we come under him, then we are seen as righteous, not because we've actually obeyed the law perfectly, but because of the blood of Jesus. And that is how the law of Christ is fulfilled. If you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself you're not that important. I love that verse. Because sometimes we think, oh, I just cannot have time for you. But this verse says, if you think you're too important, you're not that important. Get over yourself. But I would like to say it actually happens the opposite way too. Because this is my problem. It's not helping other people. I really would very happily help anybody. I don't like people helping me. I don't like to be a burden. My, and I had this whole conversation the other week that, about the fact that even to him, I don't like to be a burden. So it was a big thing this morning that I said to Matt, yes, you can get communion ready for me. I won't come early and get it ready. Because, oh, no, I'm adding to his morning and his, what he's got to do when I could do that myself. So I should just do it myself. But actually, we're not that important that our burdens shouldn't be shared by others. Pay careful attention to do your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. This verse is really important too, because we can't read the other verses and say, fantastic, you were all meant to share my burdens. So I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to sit here And be burdened and be weighed down by everything, and just wait to see who's going to be the good one who comes and shares my burden. And then that's good because my burden is shared, so it's not so heavy for me. So, Paul puts this in because he knows how people think. And he knows that there will be some people who think, fantastic, but you're meant to share my burden. And so he says, be careful to attend to your own attention to your own work. So, do what you're meant to do. So if I'm meant to be doing something and all I do is tell Matt to do everything and I sit at home and do nothing, that is him sharing my burden. But that is not the way that God is actually intending this verse to be read. Make sense? Cool. I want to get back to the yoke. So Jesus says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And this is what a yoke is. A yoke is a farming implement that mostly, sometimes it joins one, but mostly joins two animals, such as option, together so the animals can share the workload evenly and become more productive. Sometimes an older, more experienced animal is yoked with a younger, less experienced animal. So the older animal can train the younger animal while they work together. Make sense? So when Jesus says, take my yoke upon me and learn from me, we're yoked to him. So if you imagine we're both auctioned, Jesus and me, it means that we are actually doing the work together. And let me tell you, Jesus takes the majority of the weight because he says, hey, come join yourself to me. And as you join together, you can learn from me. Learn how to do this. Let's do this together. This is not something you're meant to do yourself. When we share each other's burdens, it's the same kind of deal. We actually join together and the work becomes easier And the burden becomes lighter. But there is still a burden. The Bible does not say, come to Jesus and everything will happen all the way, time, everything you want to, you'll be comfortable. There'll be no burden, there'll be no weight. You can just sit and enjoy yourself. That is a false doctrine. And if we actually believe that lie, it means that things, when things do get tough, we think, where's God? He mustn't be here. When we feel the weight of something, we think that there's something wrong because there's a burden. But God says there is a burden, but my burden is light and my yoke, so having that around you is easy because I am there yoked to you. I want to read the rest of these verses about the Pharisees. So we've already read the first lot. Let me read, I'll read it from the beginning still. Then Jesus said to the crowd and his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you. But do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders. But they themselves are not willing to lift the finger to move them. Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their, whatever that is, wide and the tassels of their garments long. They love the place of honour at banquets and the most important seats in the synagogue. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplace and be called rabbi by others. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher and you are all brothers. You are not to call anyone on earth father, for you have one father and he is in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. When it actually comes to the burdens that we feel, when we actually humble ourselves and put ourselves under the true rabbi, that's when the burden is not. It's lessened. This is what comes in chapter five before Galatians six, one to two comes in. Says this, those who belong to Jesus Christ have nailed their passions and their desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or to be jealous of one another. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly shall gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful that you do not fall into the same temptation yourself. These are all bits of the verses that we've read today. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. That's when the burden becomes less because we're actually doing what God wants, not what we want and not what man wants. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have nailed their passions and the desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. We actually have a choice and our choice is surrender. And if we think that Jesus can be king and we do not surrender, Ourselves under him, the burden is too much because we're trying to do it ourselves, we're trying to do it our way, and that's when we get knocked down. We believe that we are all saved the same way by the undeserving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's because of his grace that we have the Holy Spirit, it's because of what he has done that we have anything. Those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life with the Spirit. And that's your aim. If Jesus is king, our aim is to live by the Spirit. Our aim is to follow him in all that he does. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. So Jesus has a yoke, but it's a yoke that's connected to him. And when we take his yoke and learn from him, because he's gentle, because he's humble, we actually find rest for our souls. And so the burden that we find, the stress that we find will actually be gone because we are doing things in his strength and not in our own because he's the one that we're yoked to. He's the one doing most of the ploughing and we're just following along. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. This is something that we actually do. If we keep things to ourselves and do not share with each other, of course the burden is going to be too much for us. We all need to have someone that we share our burdens with and we need to have someone who shares their burdens with us. If you are only sharing your burdens with someone and no one is sharing with you, that is really not the way that God wants it to be. And so I want to ask you even now, who are you up to? Who are you sharing your burdens with? And I hope the answer, one of the answers is, if you're married, is your husband or your wife because that should be someone who shares your burden. But I would like to actually say that if that is the only person who shares your burden, it's too much. Because more often than not, the burden is something that is on both of you and not just I have burdens and they don't impact Matt and Matt has burdens and they don't impact me. So I can share his burden because I'm not impacted myself by it. That is an incorrect way of looking at marriage. And so if your husband or your wife is the only person that you share deeply with, the only person that knows you intimately, that you allow to speak into your life, I would suggest that you are really sharing a burden that is not yours. It is a much, there's a much easier way that God wants for you. And that is to actually share your burden with someone else and for you to share either their burden. That's the ideal model. If you share my burden and I share your burden, then that's an easier way of doing it. But in some cases... It may be I share my burden with you and you share your burden with someone else, but it all still works. Because if we think that this is all about us, that's when the weight gets too much. For those who exert themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. It actually takes humility to share your burdens. It actually takes humility to allow God to be king. Because what it says is, I am not the most important person God is I am not so important that I can't share somebody else's burden and again if you think you're too important to help someone you're only fooling yourself because you're not that important pretty simple but I think the challenge that God has for us today is a really simple one but a really important one because so often in life we feel weighed down and the sad thing is often as Christians, we, don't feel, we feel weighed down because we feel like God has all these weights on us that is too hard for us to handle. But that's not the way it is. God says his burden is light and his yoke is easy. It's because we take his commands and we take what he wants us to do and we think that we've got to do it. And that's where we get mixed up. We think that God says that we should pray for people. So, okay, I've got to pray for people and it's all about me and I've got to do it. And if I don't do it, like, and we take that burden on us when it's never ours to carry. The reason that we pray for people is because the Spirit of God lives inside of us and because the Spirit of God wants us to commune with our Heavenly Father and wants us to pray for each other. And it's when that is the reason that we pray that prayer doesn't become a burden. The prayer actually becomes something that flows out of us because we're actually doing it from the Spirit and not from a law that we've got to follow. And it's the same with everything. I've got to love people. If we take that and says I've got to love people, I've got to love people, and we make it a task and we make it something that we have to follow and have to do, we get burnt out. It becomes too much for us. But when we say, God, because your spirit is within me, I want to follow your ways. I'm yoked to you. I'm doing things that you want me to do. Then loving people becomes easier because we're actually doing it out of that place of being yoked to Jesus and not out of our own strength. We can do it out of our own strength, but it only lasts so long. There is a burden to following Christ, but it should be an easy burden, a light one, one that we can actually carry. And so we don't want to be like the Pharisees who piled all these rocks on top of people, things that they should or shouldn't do. We need to be people that live by the Spirit. And if we live by the Spirit, when we say Jesus is King, it's not a weight that burdens us, that weighs us down. It's actually a living, active thing that we live out day by day. And so when Jeremy challenged us to pray, that doesn't become a burden, that becomes a joy. Because we actually want to pray, because we know the power of it, because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, that we do that out of joy, not out of burdensome. Because his burden is light and his yoke is easy. And it's when we take his burden without his yoke, that's when we fall into a heap. If we're not actually yoked to Jesus and he's not the one helping us, that's when it becomes too much. Because we've got the burden without the help. And if we're not having people in our lives that actually walk beside us and people that we walk with, again, we're missing the whole point. So two questions today. The first one is, are you yoked to Jesus? Because it says, take my yoke upon you. There's action in that. And secondly, who else are you yoked to? Who else's burden are you sharing? And who's sharing your burden? And in this, you may come up with someone who you go, boy, that person shares my burden. But it's good to actually communicate that. Because sometimes you might think, boy, we have that kind of relationship and I share my burden with this person and it's all really great. But they don't actually know they're carrying a burden. They just think they're listening. And that's quite different to actually helping and carrying and moving you on together. So if a name comes to mind of someone that you think is carrying a burden, can I ask you this week to actually talk about it with them and to say, you know what, I so value you and so value your friendship and I'm so grateful I have you. And I just want to say that in my mind, I feel like that we carry each other's burdens. You have to use those words, but we, we support each other. We're there for each other. That sometimes I support you more than other times you support me. But we actually are in this relationship together, not just I think I am and they don't actually think they are. And if you don't have anybody, if you think it's just God and I, then pray, seek someone out, ask someone. It may be that you don't have that relationship at all with them, but ask them and say, I need someone to walk with me. I need someone to do this together with me. Would you pray and consider being that person? And that can start with just a nominal friendship that you just see someone every now and then. But when you actually put it on the table and say, this is what I really would love, then that friendship and that burden carrying actually can develop into something that is so mighty and so used to God. Because we're not meant to do this together by ourselves. We are meant to do it together. And when we do it ourselves, that's when the rocks become too heavy. That's when we feel like it's a burden. But when we actually are yoked to Jesus and yoked to other people, that's when the burden becomes light and that's when we actually can live with Jesus being king and it, all being, and it not being too much because we actually share one another's burdens and we share it with Jesus.